Hello, hello. Today is Monday, July 26, 2021. And for today's podcast episode, I would like to go around different leagues in the sports world out there and discuss everything that's going on because there is a good amount of action. Of course, we have the MLB trade deadline coming up. A couple of trades have already been done, and I would like to get into that and the rumors that are surrounding so many players for the past month or so. We're getting close, July 30th, four days from now, if you're listening to it today. So should be interesting. Let's hope it's as good as MLB and everyone is hyping it to be. The NBA, Giannis Antetokounmpo finally wins a ring without a super team. Congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks for being the 2021 NBA champions and not winning a Mickey Mouse ring and, in fact, winning a real championship. And the New York Rangers making a shocking move that is very disrupting to Ranger fans in general with the recent trade of Pavel Buchnevich going to St. Louis for Sammy Blay. So we're going to get right into it. I think I'm going to talk about the NBA first because why not? The NBA Suns Bucks was not what anyone was expecting one bit. Here's how they got there. CP3 goes to the Phoenix Suns. Jay Crowder, a good acquisition, also going to Phoenix in general. Devin Booker finally gets some help that he needs, which is necessary. And the Suns just don't look back the minute they start the season. 72 games, they still manage to just be on top from other teams. They finished second at 51-21. and And with the Jazz losing in the second round to the LA Clippers, who then got injured a lot and often, it was an easy path for the Suns at that time. Uh, Not really much going at him. And the Suns... Had an easy path, right? Uh, Jamal Murray was hurt for the Nuggets, and they didn't get anywhere. So people didn't think the Suns were legit. I did, but you know what? Maybe the headlines got to the best of them as the Bucks win in six games overall. I think I said Bucks in seven. Um, I wanted the Suns to win, but I'm not mad at all that Atenacumpo got his ring. I think he deserves it, actually. And you know what? I'll take it. For the Suns, they are incredible. 30 and 12 in their conference, 27 and 9 at home and on the road, 24 and 12. Just great numbers for the Bucs. They were always that one, two seed after being a like 16 and 66 win team way back then. And it was just out of nowhere. They started popping off, but they couldn't get anywhere. The Sixers this year were the one seed, choked like usual. The Bucs beat up the Nets on game seven in Brooklyn. I understand there were injuries with Kyrie, et cetera. But you have to have the depth in order to compete in this league. And the Bucs, maybe they needed this. As the 1-2 seed, they got upset. The Raptors knew how to play a Tenacupo and defend him. And this time around, the Bucs being the 3 seed were looked down upon. They were kind of quietly dominant. And they were just under the Nets at 46-26. and 26. The Nets were 48-24. and 24. So wasn't too bad, but the Bucs needed this. So as the 3 seed, they were underestimated for sure. And for Milwaukee, they were also 30 and 12 in their conference. Look at that. And 26 and 10 at home, 20 and 16 on the road overall. So the Bucs win in six, no problem. They take one, which was basically the, the deal breaker in game five in Phoenix, which the Suns were up 18 at a point and they blew that. So CP3 does not get his ring. Devin Booker, for all the talk that he has, still can't show it on his ring finger at all either. And the Suns go down. Bucks win in six. Congratulations to Milwaukee. 
Suns took game one, 118-105. Thought it was a good start. They were up 2-0 after that. Atenacupo at 20. Middleton had 29. And you had Booker and CP3 go off for 27 and 32 apiece, respectively. And DeAndre Ayton has also stepped up in this, but just wasn't enough at all. The Suns got too ahead of themselves, up 2-0. I feel like maybe some of the players, despite the veteran presence, thought the season was over. And you can't be like that. You got to go every step of the way. And all it would take is if the Suns took one in Milwaukee, just like the Bucks did later on in on the road, it would have been, I think it would have been said and done. Um, but the Suns took two at home and the Bucks responded the exact same way. Suns win game two, 118-108. Atenagumpo had 42 points, but not much else. Drew Holiday did have 17. Devin Booker, though, had 31. CP3 and Michael Bridges went off 23 and 27. And the Suns just had a big second quarter and look from there. 30 to 16, they outscored the Bucks getting into the halftime. And that was it. Story's done. Game three, Bucks win by 20, 120 to 100. Even the Bucks were just phenomenal. Atena Kumpo easily MVP and was 41 points for him in 38 minutes with 13 rebounds. Drew Holiday has been a great presence for them as well. Always has been a good defender, and I'm also really glad he got his ring. I believe that's his first, if I'm thinking off the top of my head. Um, so, yes, it was his first ring for the three-time all-defensive player. Uh, I'm glad to see Drew Holiday there. Um, I think he deserves it just as much as so many of these other guys. And you got Brooke Lopez, I would say, who was kind of quiet in this series, but he's getting older. Uh, Bobby Portis gets one. Jeff Teague, that's a name in the past. Played 14 minutes and had no points, but that's not a problem as the Bucks win. Uh, so a lot of names, a lot of veterans coming on this team finally get their ring. Would have been cool to see Bledsoe get it, but I'm a huge Bledsoe fan, but that didn't happen. So game four, Bucks say let's even the series two and two. Devin Booker this time goes for 42, but that's not enough. No one else steps up. Chris Paul, 10 points in 37 minutes. Jay Crowder, 15 points with second behind Booker's 42, 39 minutes. DeAndre Aiden, six points, 17 rebounds in 39 minutes. That's not going to get it done one bit. And the Bucks were pretty tight in that one, despite the low performances from many Suns players. Atena Kupo went off for 26. Lopez had 14. But the big one of the day was Middleton at 40 points in 43 minutes. He has been great, too. I have to say, Chris Middleton has always been that uh, 3-and-D kind of player. And I'm glad he got his ring. He's always been the kind of the guy, and they never moved off from him, the Bucs. Uh, so cash money, getting his a two-time All-Star and now a 2021 NBA champ. The Texas A&M product gets what he deserves. So evened up at 2-2. Two and two. It's exciting now. All it takes is for the Suns to take one in Game 5, right? Let's think that. And then the Bucs take Game 6. You get both home teams Winning, so you go to seven games. Let's hope for the best, but no. Suns are up 18 and lose game five. Phoenix was up 37-21 going into the second quarter. And then the Bucks outscored them 43-24 in the second. And then didn't look back, really. A tight game, only one by four, 123-119. But just unbelievable for the Suns to do that at home. It was it was it was something. I mean, the, the Suns shot 68, just over 68% from the three-point line, 13 for 19, as the Bucks were an even 500. 
14 for 28. Free throw percentage. Bucks struggled 9 for 17, but that didn't hurt as the Suns were 91%, 10 for 11, just that 91. It just, it was unbelievable, the scoring in every which way. The Suns played better defense, five blocks to one, nine steals to seven. The Bucks issued turnovers. The Suns had more points in the paint, 52 to 46. But at the end of the day, the Bucks had just the better shots going in during the right time. And that helped them get the win and seal the deal. So now you go all the way back to Milwaukee. I, this is where we thought it was over. And that was it. The Suns lose 105-98. It's a toughie. Bucks win 29-16 in the first quarter. Suns outscore the Bucks 31-13 in the second. And then the Bucks ride the ship, are able to get back on track and win it. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 42 minutes, his biggest performance in his career, let alone this series. 50 points in 42 minutes, 14 rebounds. Middleton had 17. Bobby Portis, the ex-Nick, had 16. And the Bucks win. And it was funny because Antetokounmpo tried to get himself free Chick-fil-A. Um, I would have given it to him. Why not? Uh, but that was a little funny post. And I think he's well-respected now. If you think about it, you know, it's just like, all right, let's take a step back and see he didn't have to do with a super team. It's just, I respect that. And for Tenet Kubo to not leave, he's staying loyal. Um, and that's what's clutch. So he he likes it in Milwaukee. It's a fun city, probably good amount of bars. So, <laughs> um, but Giannis, able to get that ring, able to prove everyone wrong. And he's staying loyal, unlike all these other superstars that just whine and complain their way out. So respect to that. And congratulations yet again to the Milwaukee Bucks. So now I want to move over into Major League Baseball. And that starts off with a couple of trades. And there's also rumors out there. And the first one that did happen was Nelson Cruz to the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, Big Daddy going to the Rays. I mean, what else are the Rays going to do? I mean, come on now, man. This is just unbelievable. Of course, the Rays out of all teams gets Nelson Cruz. It's a four-player deal, I believe it was. Yeah, and with that, it's just, come on, man. Um, I'll just get into the Nelson Cruz deal and how I think this this is uh, going to Tampa's route. The Twins obviously struggling. They're like 1,500, 500. Biggest disappointments, I'd say, of the year as a Jose Barrios is now getting uh, looked at. Byron Buxton just rejected a contract extension with the Twins so he could be on the move despite the injuries that he's been dealt with. Nelson Cruz having a year at 41 years old, of course, still being a DH in Tampa Bay since they're in the AL, should still be a universal DH in my opinion. In 308 ABs, Cruz has 89 hits, 21 homers, 52 RBIs, a 289 average for a power hitter that's very impressive. A 367 on base, a 542 slugging, which brings an OPS of 909. Barrel percentage, 89th in the league, which is very good, high up there. Has an average exit velocity way up there, too, at 96th percentile. Um, hits the ball hard, hits the ball well. Does he strike out? Yeah, but power hitters are going to be striking out like that. So, Nelson Cruz, this is. Is, this is just awesome. I mean, come on now. He hit a home run when he went to Cleveland for his first game already, so it didn't take him long uh, to get 
in the way and understand what it's like to be there. So Nelly has been looking really good, has 35 walks and 63 strikeouts. So for a big guy, uh, pitchers are, of course, afraid to hit to him and uh, throw him strikes. But Nelly, now being in Tampa, could be a cleanup spot. Of course, we'll only see a DH unless injuries happen and he has to play the outfield. Uh, but Nelson Cruz, man, this is just unreal with what the Rays are doing. And the Rays in Boston are going in fights right now in that AL East. I think the Yankees, of course, after had thrown a no-hitter and then eventually losing the game with five unanswered in the bottom of the eighth, they're not going to get anything done. The Yankees suck. They should blow it all up, trade everyone. Um, I even think Judge could be on the move, even though he's a Yankee favorite, uh, because why extend him to so much money who plays 100 games? So Red Sox raise right now. Red Sox are up one game, but the Rays are just obviously right with them. So we have no clue who's going to win that division. The Rays, of course, everyone thought they were not going to be that good. Blake Snell gets traded. Uh, Snell's been doing better, but of course the Rays are like the A's. They know how to just work with anything. And that's what they do, man. The Rays just get underestimated. Randy Rosarena has not been the same, but that has not been an issue one bit. So they're trying to get some more power hitters to compete if there's a chance Boston wins that division. Tampa's a wild card. You got to have those big bats. And Cruz is that big bat you want, man. I mean, come on now. I mean, he's 41 years old, and he's still doing so, so well. Home runs. They're 12th overall Tampa Bay as a team with 125, 12th overall in the league. That's just going to boost them up so much more. And I like this trade a lot for Tampa Bay. Twins are rebuilding. You're going to see more. Byron Buxton maybe on the move. Jose Barrios definitely going to be on the move. I'd be shocked if he wasn't. And, you know, trade's great. So now moving on to the other official trade, Adam Frazier. It was funny. I actually got this text and I wasn't expecting it. My friend Matt sent me a text saying, bro, you know, WTF. And I went, what? And I looked and he sent me the link and I, I almost dropped dead. I couldn't believe it. Adam Frazier to the San Diego Padres, my San Diego Padres, um, for Tucapito Marcano and a couple of prospects that do not include the names of CJ Abrams, Mackenzie Gore, and Luis Campusano. So that's just fantastic. The Pirates are an interesting team because they also gave the Padres like $1.4 million as a part of the deal. Frazier's not a free agent till the end of 2022. And this is just great. I believe this is his last year of arbitration. It's his fifth year in the majors. And Frazier, just getting his first all-star appearance, has been absolutely excellent. I mean, man, he has like no strikeouts, this guy. I mean, he does, of course. But th this guy strikes out barely any of the time. He has one of the least for... As many at-bats, he's got 386 at-bats. He's only struck out 46 times, and that comes with 35 walks. Uh, so excellent play discipline, batting 324 for the year, of on base of 388, and OPS for a second baseman of 836. So he plays second base. He can play the outfield as well. Kind of like a utility guy, bats left, throws right. He's kind of got it all, 5'10", 185. Good experience. Has been playing well for the Pirates when he stays healthy. And it's good. He's usually a pull hitter, gets a lot of his hits. If it's long balls, like doubles and home runs, which isn't often, um, goes to left field, right field, and a lot of his singles and stuff like that, sometimes doubles, go towards the left side. 
Um, so it's interesting. He, you know, he knows how to spread the ball and Frazier with the contact that he has could be our new leadoff guy. I would like it a lot. I think that our offense has been very inconsistent and frustrating at times. He can't be perfect, but it's got to get better. And AJ Preller isn't like Cashman. He actually sees what our players are doing in San Diego. And if you're not performing, you're going to get penalized, whether it's traded or benched. Now, Tukapita Marcano, respect to him. He worked his way up hard, um, got sent back down, and now the Pirates have a really, really confident, uh, high confident level on him, so I'm happy. He probably will play at second base because you have Cabrian Hayes at third if he gets called up uh, soon for them. Uh, so I'm wishing the best for Marcano and the others, but this is just it. So now people are questioning what are the Padres going to do with the infield, everything like that. Where's Adam Frazier going to go? We got still plenty of more days. This could all change. I'm going to write an article about this for my Padres podcast on my Padres website. So if you want to check that out, at Grand Padres is the Twitter, and you'll see the link tree that I have in there. Check out my website and go to the blog section. You'll see the latest one for Adam Frazier as soon as I write it up. So Adam Frazier to San Diego, very exciting. And here's how it's going to look. You have now all-stars everywhere in the infield, whether you bench Hosmer because he wasn't an all-star. So that'll be great. Question is, do you trade Hosmer? He's been trending on Twitter. Will Myers has not been living up to expectations either. Kind of just been a brick wall for both players on this team. A lot of depth. I don't think Hosmer is going to want to be a bench player, nor can you really do that because it would look bad with that contract for the next three years. That's just not good. And I don't think it would work. I, I just don't. It, Hosmer's contract is hard to trade. But if a team like the Royals want him back because they need some first base production, Carlos Santana, I think could be on the move. Or you trade him somewhere to like maybe the Twins. Just try and get a rebuilding team in the process. And it could work out. A rebuilding team will try and have a veteran leader despite the struggles. It would always It can always work out. It might need it might need a change, and you maybe add a little prospect in there. AJ Preller knows what he's doing, and it could work. Will Myers could be on the move, so we don't know yet. But what I'm thinking it's going to be because Cronenworth has played good time at first base, and he's been a great first baseman just as he has at second. It's going to go from left to right in the infield. Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis Jr., Adam Frazier for the most part, unless he can play left field, and let's say Tommy Pham or Trent or Myers get a day off. He goes anywhere in the outfield and you put Crone zone at first. That's it. Boom. Set in stone. I would bat Frazier first. I heard people want him third. I don't like that contact hitter kind of stuff. I think your best hitter should go third. And if anything, I think it should go to, for a little glimpse. I'll write about this more in the article. You put Frazier first, Tommy Pham second, unless Grisham can go there. If you need two lefties, maybe depending on the pitcher. And then, Tatis third, Machado fourth, et cetera, et cetera. So it's going to be excellent. Maybe even Cronenworth goes up there at the three spot. I mean, this team has just so much depth. They're going to have so much fun when it comes to trying to fix the puzzle and see where this goes. So Adam Frazier has been traded to the Padres. Nothing yet more, but keep an eye out on Max Scherzer. Could be going anywhere the Mets are interested. Wouldn't be surprised if the Dodgers try to do something due to the fact that Trevor Bauer's situation is not getting any better and Kershaw's been hurt. They've been dealing with a lot of injuries. San Diego, interested in getting a starting pitcher. 
People think Scherzer. I think Jose Barrios, he's been quietly dominant. Uh, so we'll have to see about that. And yeah, should be a lot of fun. Keep your Twitter notifications on for the trade deadline. Now, last thing I would love to talk about on this episode. I am a Rangers fan. I'm not a big hockey guy like I am baseball. I can't talk to you hockey like I can baseball. That's It's as simple as that. But I'm a Rangers fan because a couple of my buddies are, so they got me into it. Um, I was into hockey a couple years ago, but we're back in business. And I get told, I'm at work, and I get told, hey, you're the Rangers fan, right? From my friend Chris. He shows me a notification that Pavel Busnevich got traded to the St. Louis Blues for a second-round pick and Sammy Bly. I was shocked. I am very upset. Pavel, I mean, has been excellent for us. I think I think he's a, he's not as good as we think, but he's been great for a rebuilding Rangers team that made some noise and not enough. But Butchnevich had 20 goals and 28 assists, 48 points total in a shortened game, shortened year, 54 games overall for Pavel, and he has a career high in points now, 48. The Blues good use him. They need some work when it comes to that left wing side, but Sammy Bly. Has not been that good. He is kind of somewhat new. He doesn't get much time. He's 25 years old, just turned 25 over a month ago. And I just don't get it. Doesn't get much playing time. Most he's gotten was 40 games in 2019, 2020. He was 23 years old, had a plus minus of negative two, 13 points overall with six goals and seven assists. All right. So at first I was really livid. I was ready to just punch a wall. But then I thought about it, and Busnevich has been great. Don't get me wrong. Him, Artaberi, Zibanejad, uh, that's been the kryptonite um, and everything like that. But going into it, all right, I thought Panarin's coming back. You got Chris Kreider. Those are two left-wing guys. Sammy Bly. You got Alexis Lafreniere. He's going to be a stud. He's already gotten better as the season went along, so he's definitely going to get more time. Phil Giuseppe. Uh, so he's going to get more time in the left wing spot. Uh, so I, I think it had to be done. Right wing, you're going to want to give more time to Capo Caco, Kevin Rooney, Kraftstov, everything like that. So this team has depth. It was just a shocker at first, thinking that Adam Fox would be the future. I was frustrated. I was frustrated. I'm sorry, I meant Busnevich. I was looking at Adam Fox's name. I was just frustrated with this because – Boost David, thank goodness I didn't get like a t-shirt or anything because he was one of my favorite players. Artemi's number one for me, but man, oh man, this was just unreal. I mean, Sammy Bly is not going to be as good, I don't think, even at 25. Uh, I don't know how much time he's going to get with that left wing so- slot so just filled in with Panarin and Kreider, but and Lafreniere too, because where are you going to put where are you going to put him? Uh, but at right wing, you could probably play around a little bit, see if Capococco gets hurt, put him there. Uh, it's just unreal. He's a little bigger. Busnevich, 6'3", 196, but Bly is a little heavier, 6'2", 205. Um, so maybe that they want a bigger, stockier guy at left wing. Uh, it's not probably as fast, but he is a one-time cup winner. Maybe that really just settled the deal. and The Rangers said, yeah, let's go for it. But this is unreal. I, I I couldn't believe it, but Ranger fans, just keep your hopes up because this team has so much depth and talent. So the defense is going to get better. If we get another big name, like free agent, 
on this team too. Let's make some noise. So that's all I have for you guys this Monday afternoon for more updates and everything like that on this podcast. Feel free to follow my Twitter at Take and tune in every Monday for new episodes. I'm out, guys. Peace.